So welcome to A Correction Podcast. I'm your host, Lev Moscow. Today, we are very pleased to be joined by Gianni De Fraja, who's a professor of economics at the University of Nottingham and also a professor of public economics part-time at the University of Rome or Università di Roma. So uh, welcome to the show, Gianni. Thank you very much, Lev. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Uh, it's exciting to talk to you. You wrote, you co-authored a, a very, very interesting paper um, called The Geography of Working from Home and the Implications for the Service Industry. And you focused on the UK. And, and what you did is you wanted to find out sort of what the shift caused by the COVID-19 pandemic from working in an office, say, downtown to working from home would do to what you call locally consumed services. So I'm really interested in your findings. But before we get into those findings, maybe you could define a few things. One, I guess the big definition, what, what are locally consumed services? And then after you tell us that, you know, approximately what percentage of people are now in the UK doing work from home? Okay, yes. So I'll give you the formal definition and then I'll give lots of examples to explain. A locally consumed service is a service that you need physical presence of the customer and the producer. So some examples now, if you go to a bar and you want a coffee, somebody must make the coffee for you and give it to you straight away. They have to be there. Compare that with a car. Obviously, you can't make a car at a distance, but you don't need the physical presence of the person that is making the car in order to enjoy it. When you drive it, you don't know who made the car, etc. So that's a difference. The similar services like restaurants, pubs in England, but also taxi drivers, mechanics, garages. Okay, you can send the car in, but really you have to, to take it there and so on. Doctors, nurses, uh, care workers, all of them. A lot of shops. You can buy online, but if you don't want to buy online, if you want to kind of look at the jewels you're buying and present for your girlfriend, you need to be able to see it and open it and touch it and somebody has to serve to, to, to serve you. You know, dog walkers, farriers, if you have a horse, all that kind of jobs and street magicians we mentioned. Um, all these jobs are locally consumed services. Now, left to the second question you asked, how many of these services, of the workers in the UK are producing these services. Well, we reckoned by doing a classification that is, is, is used by other people, is not our definition, about 30%. Okay, so one in three, close to one in three of the people uh, who work have direct contact with the person they work for, with the person they serve. So that's kind of the, the size of, of the industry we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And then do you have a sense of what percentage of people in Britain uh, have shifted from working in the office now to being at home? Okay, so the big thing here is that all this uh, local consumer service, maybe with some very small exception, but I can't think of any now, they are not teleworkable. You yeah. cannot, you know, if you have a bar, you have to be in the bar if you, if you want to make coffee for people and similarly in a restaurant or similar. So all the, all the jobs that can be done at remotely at a distance are not local consumer services. Of 
the, the you know, again, we use calculations done by other people, definition done by other people. Depending what job you have, I mentioned the car earlier, that's not something that you can do remotely, but uh, I now teach remotely because I can't go to universities mm-hmm. closed. So I do lectures online. A lot of other teachers do. Uh, people that work in con- uh, computer services, they do a pro- remote assistance. So a lot of jobs can be done remotely. Uh, a lot of banking is done remotely now, a lot of a lot of jobs. So again, how many? We reckon nationally about 40%. Wow. Uh, 40% of the jobs, uh, some jobs can be done only partially uh, remotely. Maybe some people in a profession can do things remotely. Some people in the same profession cannot. So people have kind of, for each job, for each type of industry, they classified it. But the kind of the numbers are big. Mm-hmm. And, and what's happening with the, you know, a, a kind of big consequence of, of the lockdown and the pandemic and the fact that people maybe prefer to work from home, uh, a big consequence is the fact that all the people who were commuters before, and so they would uh, take the train, take a taxi or a local bus, go to, to work and then have a break, go for a coffee with colleagues, go for lunch in a restaurant, uh, perhaps have a drink uh, after work with colleagues, perhaps, um, you know, go to the gym on the way home because where they live, there isn't a gym. And uh, they're not doing that anymore. And so all the businesses that are all local uh, consumer services uh, industries, they lose these customers. Uh, Not because they lose the customers, but because the customers are not there anymore. They're somewhere else. And so the demand for all these people uh, that maybe would like to have lunch instead of making it themselves is uh, where they live, not where they work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I used to go to work. My university is about 20 miles away from where I live. And I used to have lunch there with colleagues. And now I'm having lunch at home. Mm-hmm. And there isn't a place where I could go and buy lunch. So I have to make uh, my own lunch. And so my demand is now moved is no longer in the city centers but is now at home and that is is geographical mismatch from where demand is and supply is you know the bars is in is in the city center mm-hmm. but my demand is not and that creates a crisis and so what we've done in this paper that you you mentioned we measured it we just looked at which areas lose demand for local consumer services and which areas gain potential demand for local consumer services. Now, I say potential is because, you know, I would like to be able to go out for a stroll and a, buy lunch and a sandwich, mm. perhaps, chat, you know, have a chat with some somebody. Uh, but there aren't these shops because um, there's never been a need uh, in the village where I live because everybody was commuting. Mm-hmm. And so until that happens, if it happens, then we have a mismatch in demand and, and demand is, is, um, is coming down and that creates a potential crisis of workers that work in these mm-hmm. industries. Now, so you call this, this process a Zoom shock, right? Yeah, we, like, we really like the word because it is, you know, we are now speaking via Zoom. And so it's Zoom shock because, uh, uh, you know, a year ago, nobody knew what Zoom was, only very few people, now everybody. So the Zoom shock is something that people can, can relate to and is a shock, you know, very quick 
massive change in, in working modes and it's facilitated. You know, it's only possible because we have Zoom, but it's a big shock to the economy because it does change dramatically the geography of demand. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the big question here is what's going to happen? Hopefully the pandemic will be over, perhaps not so soon, but, you know, in, in, in within months. And uh, what's going to happen afterwards? Okay, will we continue to work remotely? Will we go back uh, to what it was before? I suspect most people will um, will do more remote work than they were doing before. And that might have important consequences for the location of these uh, businesses, the locally mm-hmm. consumed services, because if the city, you know, the city centre of London had 100 bars, 100 sandwich bars for lunch, etc., they will only need 50. And these are actually permanent losses of, of establishments simply because there are half the number of people will need lunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need half of the number of bars. It seems like many of those bars would shift to these commuter towns and the commuter towns would the sort of the, the composition uh, of the commuter towns would, would change quite a bit. No, they'd become more like like small cities. Well, uh, it is something that we wonder, and when we, we will try, we, we're still doing work. I mean, this is obviously very, very recent, but there is something uh, crucial about the city centre of towns is the density. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously a bar can survive with only kind of 10 people going in every hour, but a gym wouldn't, a restaurant wouldn't. They need, uh, you know, they need the, the volume of transactions. In other words, if I need to, you know, if, if I want a coffee with my colleagues and the nearest um, coffee bar is, you know, the, downstairs in my, my building block, I can take the lift and go and let's have a coffee. If I need to walk, you know, 200 metres, well, maybe it's a sunny day, yes, let's go and have a coffee 200 metres away. But if I need to drive 10 miles, I'm not having the coffee. You know, in areas that are kind of quite sparsely populated, like uh, many in the countryside in England, and I suspect like many in, in the United States, then it's going to be more difficult to set up uh, some businesses, a gym. You know, if people need to drive 50 miles to get to the gym, they will not if they can just walk on the way from work to the tube and spend an hour doing exercises and then have a shower and go home, then Mm -hmm. they might do it. So some businesses will not be able to establish themselves because of, 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 um, there isn't enough density of population. Uh, So there will be changes and some of these changes are predictable. So I suspect, as you said, uh, smaller towns, uh, you know, suburbia uh, might have more coffee shops, more restaurants. The takeaway business will be probably more based in, in, in the suburbia because people want a sandwich for lunch. So it might pay somebody to have a motorbike and deliver you know, 50 sandwiches in, in that hour. But it's much easier to do it from. So there will be changes in the business, in the, in the way that local consumer services are supplied. But there will probably be changes that we cannot predict now, and some of them will be a change in the total amount and the nature of businesses that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, it's an opportunity for some areas. It's certainly a big potential for you know, serious 
problems for other areas, the city centre. You know, just to give you an idea, in the city of London area, there's about half work there and 17% of them do jobs that are teleworkable. It is entirely unclear how many, you know, in two years' time, how many of these people will continue to commute into the city of London, because if only half of them do, then that's a loss of 250,000 people in a very small area in, in the UK. So, you know, these are potentially very big numbers, especially for very busy city centres. Mm-hmm. Let's say you had a million dollars right now to invest in a home. Would you invest in, in one of these small towns or would you invest in a, in a place like London? Or do you think London won't ever bounce back or won't bounce back for a very long time? So one thing I would not, let me tell you what I certainly would not invest is office space. Mm-hmm. Because I think that is, uh, you know, I've heard a lot of, office and companies that are not going to need as big an office as they uh, as they do now so they're going to have lower leases and there will be office space for sale so the price of that will go down now the nature of housing you know is going to be difficult because a lot of people commute within the town mm. you know if you take the map of london but i'm sure new york chicago you know, the big, the big, uh, the big mm-hmm. U.S. cities are the same. You know, there will be a city centre downtown that has office blocks and very relatively few um, homes where people live. And there's then suburbia where there are, you know, people live there and, and so on. So there might be, you know, people might be more willing to move slightly further away. Um, a pattern that might emerge is that people live, say, 100 miles away, uh, a distance too far to commute daily. But if they only go to the office uh, a day a week or two days a week, but maybe spend the night in, in, a, in, a, in a hotel in, in the city, then they might enjoy the countryside. They might have, um, they might have good places. So if I had a million dollars, I would probably buy a, a house uh, a whole, you know, as an investment in a small, nice town in the English countryside where mm-hmm. houses are already expensive because it's a desirable place to live. But people who are now, you know, rich bankers or highly paid lawyers or highly paid, um, you know, other professions in financial sector in London, they might decide, oh, I'll enjoy the countryside and, and go. So, there will be shifts in in the pattern of house prices. But the one thing I would say is office space yeah. is probably not a very good investment. What is the most interesting future scenario for what happens to these to these towns? For what kind of businesses move into them and how they change? Well, I think the demand for, for the things we want are not going to change. Uh, people will still want to eat well. Uh, once in a while, you go out um, to a nice restaurant. They will want to go to 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 clubs, and you know, young people want to dance and 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 have kind of large mass gatherings. You know, we we remember those. They remember those. I'm sure they miss them tremendously. And, and that is not going to go away. The demand, you know, people will still want that once the pandemic is over. That we want to do that. Um, where they're going to be located. Now, that's a different question because uh, obviously the city centre will remain 
a kind of a, a magnet for these activities because you know if, if there is a kind of a large uh, gathering of people in the in the city of London, then it's easy to reach from 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 everywhere. And paradoxically, it might actually become easier because there will be less uh, space needed for offices. Mm -hmm. Again, as I said, I don't like making predictions and I'm not going to predict what the pattern of kind of mass entertainment is going to be. Mass, not kind of, not the Olympic Games. The Olympic Games, you know, we know where they they, they, they need to happen Mm -hmm. in obvious places. But the kind of, you know, large nightclub, large nightclub areas, that type of things, that is going to be, you know, it might have more than this, you know, several around, dotted around the, the, the town. So that may change uh, in unpredictable ways. Mm-hmm. Similarly with things like gyms, uh, you know, they need to have a minimum size because you can't have, or maybe you can, maybe you can have smaller rooms, etc. but, you know, you have some fixed cost of personnel and trainers etc so i have the feeling that um, they will uh, they will kind of need to be where the, the demand is because people don't want to travel a lot to mm-hmm. go to spend half an hour in the gym mm-hmm. at the same time you need to have a minimum size so i suspect the the, the 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 cities will still have those but you know a town you know a town or a large um, a large town between 50 and 200,000 that will still need uh, the services and commuting will become easier because there will be commuting to enjoy uh, local consumer service will become easier because there will be less commuting for work mm-hmm. again you know you need to think you know if only one person in five uh, reduces their, their travel then that if only one person in five half you know travels by half what they were doing before that's a 10 percent reduction in traffic Mm-hmm. And that might be might mean the difference between congestion and kind of slow moving but moving traffic. So might reduce the the, tra- the travel time by a lot. So you know these are small changes, but because they affect so many people, they kind of multiply and become big. And it, it is difficult to make predictions. Mm-hmm. And we need to be prepared. And you know, you know, people building big train lines should perhaps think about. Do we really need it? Do we really need the massive investment? Maybe the existing train can, you know, do we need a new motorway? There will be fewer cars traveling and all of that. These are big questions that policymakers will need to answer and um, mm-hmm. and soon. Yeah, I want to go back to a point you were making about um, eating from home. You were, you were cooking your own lunch today and you said you would have gone out to a restaurant had there been a restaurant close to you. This seems like it leads to a, a a depression and demand. But I'm wondering whether you found in your research whether or not people then take that money that they would have spent at the restaurant. Obviously, you're spending now some of that at the supermarket, but are you spending any of that in other ways? Again, that's uh, that's another another big question. The, 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 the Bank of England kind of recently predicted that the British economy will bounce back fiercely because the, all this uh, pent-up demand, people are, you know, people are not spending money that they would normally spend weekly, going out mm. to, you know, once twice a week to the restaurant, once to 
to the nightclub, etc. They're not spending it. They don't need nice clothes because they don't go out anyway. So why bother spending money on clothes and, and hairdressers? Why do I need to do my hair? And anyway, the hairdressers are closed. So there's a lot of money not being spent. How will it be spent is a good question. So, you know, it's, I mean, holiday travel firms have suffered a lot because uh, obviously nobody's traveling. And so they might hope that people will say, well, we need to splash out now. We haven't traveled for a year. That would not normally travel every year. They say, well, we, we, you know, the next three years we'll do it, you know, we'll, we'll um, make up for the lost time. Mm-hmm. So the, there, will be, there will be demand and some of this demand cannot be satisfied. You know, I'd like to go to, to a restaurant, but I'd like to walk. And uh, so I normally would go after work and then take a taxi, but, you know, I can't take two, you know, it's that kind of thing. So there'll be changes in patterns. So I might have more money than otherwise would. So I might be able to spend more on, on say, you know, by myself an electric guitar that I wouldn't. So even the pattern of spending will change. And again, the people working in the locally consumed service industry are a greater risk because their demand is, you know, in some cases can be transferred, but in some cases it can't. And so they might suffer already, already the people who work in this industry are paid on average less than the rest of the population. They, we show in the paper, they live in more deprived, uh, there is more deprivation in the, in the neighborhoods where they live. And so they might, they might bear the brunt of the transition cost to a new equilibrium of the economy where demand shifted in ways that we can't predict precisely, but we know that will change. And the most vulnerable industries are those that are now depending on a large number of commuters in, in places like the city centers. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, that... If you worked in a in an industry, an LCS industry, you've probably been hit really hard by the pandemic. And in fact, let's say you're a barber, you know, that's the kind of that's the kind of industry where no matter what happens after the pandemic, people aren't going to start getting four haircuts a month. You may feel the the impact of this crisis for a long time. But if you are, you know, a university professor or like a high school teacher like I am and we're working from home, and we actually are, are spending less. We may see our savings have gone up in this time. You might not have, economically speaking, been hit real hard by this crisis. So it, it really does seem like maybe there are, like people are experiencing this crisis in two, well, more than two, but broadly speaking, two very distinct ways. Like the locally consumed service industry is getting hit really hard and people who can just shift their work to home, maybe things are actually, and again, you can tell me if I'm wrong, better than they were before the crisis? Well, financially, I would say I would say yes. You know, my daughter is a, is a school teacher and she's been working very hard because she's got to do work. She's saying I'm saving a lot because I'm not spending the money that I would normally spend. And her salary hasn't, hasn't changed at all. There will be, I tell her, there will be tax increases because all this largesse that the, the treasury is, is, uh, is using to rightly, in my opinion, support uh, the industry temporarily, the, the workers temporarily, will be paid back in form of higher taxes in the future. Mm-hmm. But yes, you know, the UK government is very keen to at least to talk about leveling up 
you know, bringing up the people who have been less lucky in the past, uh, in, the, in the past good years, bringing them up. But these, many of these people are working in, in you know, the kind of waiters in, in, in restaurants, cleaners and, you know, window cleaners, that kind of you know, plumbers and so on. They are bearing the, the, the brunt of this adjustment and they are now receiving government help. But, you know, it's not obvious that they will have a job as steady and secure and, and paying as, as they had before. Uh, people that are in, you know, working in banking or in universities, in academia, in practically all of the state sectors uh, will, not, will not necessarily suffer. So it's where the demand goes that is going to matter a lot because if we start buying nicer cars, or change the car every three years instead of every five, then this is not going to benefit um, people in the locally consumed industry. There will definitely be uh, changes in in the pattern of demand. Uh, So some industry will do better um, and some industries will do worse. (music) 